Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by Jake from the pre-order bonus. Uh, welcome, Jake. Thank you. It's great to be back, and it's great to talk some video games. Yeah, super stoked to have you back. Today, we're going to be talking about Toem. Before we get into the episode itself, though, I wanted to give Jake a chance to talk about his show and all of that, so uh, take it away. Yeah, thanks. Uh so yeah, I come from the pre-order bonus podcast. The other co-host and I, Cameron, uh, we are pretty similar to what uh, Dan is doing here at The Greatest Story Ever Played. So we we have lots of conversations. Our, each episode is dedicated to a specific video game that we have been playing. We we make an effort to keep up with games that are coming out, but a lot of times we'll just dig into our backlogs as well, talk about those games, and we try to talk about them as uh, pieces of art and just kind of go over the different aspects of those games that make them interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's what we do. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've been able to have Dan on our show a few times and we've been uh, on Dan's show as well. So there's there's a lot there. Um, I would say if you like our show and our fans have liked our show, have also liked Dan's show as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you end up liking hearing us talk, you're in luck. There's more. Um, yes, there's we've more. Each, we've, <laughs> we've each been on each other's show a couple times. And so, yeah, go check those out. Those have been fun conversations, too. But yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, and agree. Same thing. I think if you like our show, you would definitely like pre-order bonus. I think hitting up games, a game at a, episodes, a game at a time and mm-hmm. going deep on them in different ways. I think the way you guys do that's really fun and super enjoyable. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I guess with that, we can hop into Toem. So I can start off with a description we've got for this, which is uh, set off on a delightful expedition and use your photographic eye to uncover the mysteries of the magical Toem in this hand-drawn adventure game. Chat with quirky characters, solve their problems by snapping neat photos, and make your way through a relaxing landscape. And then production info, this was developed by Something We Made, and this was actually their debut game. Uh, so mm-hmm. really cool. And then uh, they actually have two upcoming games uh, that I saw on their website, one called Glide and another one called Door Knocker. But uh, I would say something that is cool about them or interesting is you guys actually interviewed them on mm-hmm. your game dev series. So I was curious, what, what was that like? Yeah, so we interviewed the two founders, this is Lucas and Niklas, and they were just a ton of fun. The um, And I, I just kind of love chatting with them. There, I feel like the the sort of bounciness and quirkiness that you see in game comes from them, right? Especially Niklas, right? Is a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, we had we had a great time chatting with them. And sort of the the history or story of how Toem came to be is is quite wild. They ended up getting a significant grant to make a game, and Toem was like barely existent at that point and so they felt this scramble this pressure to be like we have got to produce like a video game because we just got money to do that so they're from sweden and i can't remember which organization uh, provided the grant to them but that is what sort of set them set you know the wheels in motion for them to make toem and they just started with this concept of photography and it, it blossomed into a really cool game that Dan and I have both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of hearing their experience, how they met and how they decided, it almost felt like they were thrown into a circumstance where, okay, we've got to make a game. We have some game dev experience. What are we going to do? And I think the absolute wild thing is that they came out with a really fantastic game mm-hmm. that ended up winning uh was it the the BAFTA like debut game award like some pretty prestigious award I'm gonna have to double check that um so they kind of just like folks that sometimes greatness is thrust upon you and I almost feel like greatness was thrust upon something we made and then they turned it into even greater greatness it's a really cool story that's awesome that is really cool. I do feel like that's, you know, like you would think for a debut game, like, okay, cool. It's our first game. We have some really good qualities, things like that. But they like really did do a notch above that. Like mm-hmm. for this being their first game, like, oh man, I can't wait to check out these upcoming games, you know, of anything else yeah. they do. Like they have, they have me bought in uh, after this game like that. Really cool. 
that's awesome though that you got to speak with them and kind of hear some of that origin story um Mm -hmm. i haven't listened to that yet uh just because i didn't want it to cloud this part but i'm definitely listening to it after it and also for anyone listening i'm gonna put that in the notes too so if you Mm -hmm. want to uh learn more about these guys you'll be able to get that as well yeah uh fantastic uh a group of game devs there um yeah, I, I wanted to. I, I just double checked this real quick. The the BAFTA they did win the debut game, so I was correct in there. But uh, some of the competition they were up against. They were up against Maquette, Genesis Noor, The Forgotten City, Eastward, and The Artful Escape. Oh wow! Uh, which I remember. Like I played the majority of those games, and I really enjoyed most of those games. And uh, for Toem, I mean, Toem's a fantastic game. But for them to sort of come out and sort of take that award, I think is is awesome, you know. Yeah, that's huge. That's uh, yeah, and a BAFTA. I mean, BAFTAs. That's oh yeah, that's huge. When I'm looking, what a a lot of what I do actually is when a year ends, I go and look at those awards to kind of see, okay, what did I miss? What what are things that I I should play? And BAFTA is definitely one of those ones that I'll go and I'll look at like debut, best game, and um. I forget what they call it. It's not Games for Impact. I think that's what the Game Awards does, but something that's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> because those tend to be Dan games. I'm like, ah, I'll probably like that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, those are a couple that I always look at, and I'm like, all right, what's on there? Because, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to miss stuff uh, along um, the way. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the BAFTA Game um, Awards. They they do some cool things. Uh, game Beyond Entertainment. I think is the... That's it. <laughs> that's that's a category you're thinking of, right? Yeah. That is. That is, yeah. Games Beyond Entertainment. That's like the Dan signal in my head. I'm like, okay, cool. It's about depression. I want to play this or, you yes. know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I am the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like whenever those are there, I'm like, all right, cool. They're probably speaking the, the kind of vibe I want of like, oh, cool. This will show me something new. Uh, yeah. Or make me feel something. I'm about it. But no, that's awesome. So that's a little background there. I guess uh, from here, we could move into kind of a non-spoiler section. Um, if you haven't played uh, Toem, but you're like, oh, I might want to check this out. Maybe this will help you kind of decide. I thought one thing I really, really liked in this game was I like the vibe. Uh, I thought it was mm-hmm. just really nice, relaxing. The puzzles were fun. I like that you could... Um, kind of solve the puzzles however you want like the puzzles have specific answers but you weren't like stuck on a level unless you basically didn't do anything you know like you yeah you could kind of progress the level how you wanted because you'd find the certain amount of puzzles and solve them of like okay what are they getting into and i don't know that was really nice i i know i know i just said i like your serious games about depression and things like that but (laughs) these are really nice to have in there as well of you're like oh cool you know gaming is just nice uh, and that kind of thing. And so I thought this really brought that in a nice way. And um, the vibe was like really refreshing and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had a similar experience. Um, I also like to play those heavy topic theme games. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is absolutely not that <laughs> by mm-hmm. any means. Um, I played this game on Switch because it, I believe it launched on PC Switch it may be PlayStation. I think it's on PlayStation now if it didn't launch on PlayStation. Um, but it performs beautifully on Switch. And um, I I just really enjoyed this. this is, for me, this was 30 minutes before bed. Let me boot up Toem. Um, and it's super easy to jump into, like you said, in each sort of level or area that you're in. There's It's, it's really easy to progress. It's really hard to be held back. Um, yeah, unless you're doing nothing or unless you're just trying to take photos for the sake of taking photos or find really cool shots. Uh, but even then, you get rewarded in some ways. Uh, yeah, great to sit down, sort of empty empty my mind. Um, I like that it has pretty intuitive controls, especially for taking photos, and that um, it, it's not just point and click, but that you can mess with sort of focus and depth um, and that uh, you can sort of unlock things that change how you take photos, which I felt like really opened up how you engage with that core mechanic. And then uh, the 
I thought the black and white worked really well for a, for a photography game. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of surprised me because I think of like the games where I'll really get immersed in the photo mode, like Ghost of Tsushima. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you could do the Kurosawa like black and white when you're doing the photo mode there, but color for me was super important. Like when I was doing that photo mode because the colors are so fantastic in that game. But I felt like in Toem, the the black and white looked it looked equally as good because you had these other things at your disposal like depth of field and and how you like angling and how you wanted to take all those photos so it was it was super easy to just get into and engage with the you know photography element of the game and, and just have a good time like and it's super uplifting and fun yeah totally i i think that's something with the black and white that you uh brought up that i hadn't thought of till right now but the black and white really worked and also what was surprising is the game sort of has a i don't know like a cute art style kind of going on but it Mm -hmm. still happens in black and white which i don't know that i would have guessed i would have thought you would need like bright colors to kind of pull that off but they don't it it totally works um Mm -hmm. and uh, likewise i did similarly play it to you in like small chunks so i played on my like lunch breaks at work on my switch so i would just Mm. like walk away from my desk, go grab my Switch, lay on the couch for a half hour. And that ended up roughly being like, I'd get through a level or almost the whole level kind of in that time. So it was really nice yeah. of like, cool, you were my companion through work for, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe a week, maybe a week and a yeah. half. It was great. Like, uh, it totally like was an enjoyable part of that time period, which is really great. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I think they really nailed that part. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. I think to sort of get through each level, 30 minutes is about right. And so it's just so easily, so wonderfully paced in that way where um, you can hop in and you can feel like you make progress so easily and smoothly, which I always really enjoy no matter what type of game I'm playing. Um, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of important for me when I hop into a game, even if I'm only playing 15 minutes and I, if I can feel like I accomplished something, I hit a new story beat, or, you know, I, I wrapped up a main quest. That always feels really good to me. And I feel like Tome is designed where you play it in small chunks and you're just always moving forward. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's important to me, too, of, like, if, if you're making progress. It, it sucks when you play, like, like, if you tried to pick up, like, a huge open-world RPG game, but you don't have mm-hmm. that much time. Because then really you're like, I ran from one quest to the other and then I saved, but I didn't start the quest, <laughs> you know, or something like that, you know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. okay, cool, that that half hour wasn't well spent. And it's made me, mm-hmm. like, be really thoughtful even about, like, the games I play if I don't have enough time, you know? If it's something big like that, I'm like, ah, I don't have time for this. I'll have to wait for another day when I have more time. But mm-hmm. for something like this, it's cool. Any time is right. Anything you put in, you're going to make some moves and get something enjoyable, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all I really had on the non-spoiler stuff. Do you have anything else before we get into spoilers? Um, I don't. Uh, it just that uh, I think I guess if you were to if you're interested in Tome, you're hearing us talk about it non-spoilers, and you've seen a trailer. Um, there's there's probably a little more than meets the eye that is mm-hmm. super enjoyable from the game. Um, I don't I don't think I don't want to say that the trailer like sells the game short. It doesn't do that at all. But when you actually get into the game and you get deeper into the game, you know, and this is without spoiling, uh, the game really just opens up, I think, in cool ways. And so I guess that's part of the pacing that I'm getting at is not only are the levels different and sort of evolving, but really how you interact with them changes. And I just love that about this. So this game is slowly building upon itself. Yeah, I, I think they do that really well, of building upon itself. I think that's a great call. Nice. Cool. Well, we can hop into our spoiler section. So, um, yeah, from here, we're kind of going to spoil any main story beats, anything like that. So if you don't want that, hop off now, come play it, and then come back. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So game begins, and your character uh, gets sent by Nana, his grandma, with the camera off to go see the Toem. And kind of the vibe you get is this is basically what, like, every kid goes through, you know, when they, you know, turn 14 or something like that. And it's, okay, yeah. it's your turn to go see the Toem. It, it sort of felt to me like the beginning of a Pokemon game. You know, you get your, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> established, <laughs> hey, you know, 
you can go explore the world and learn this thing. And instead of a Pokeball and catching Pokemon, it's your camera and you capture these things on the way to the Toem. Um, mm-hmm. But that's sort of how this kicked off and felt to me. I don't know if it felt that way to you. Yeah, it definitely has that like, okay, it's time for you to do the significant rite of passage. And um, what I really liked about the beginning is that like there's a it's a really short conversation that you have with your Nana, but it felt like really heartfelt and sincere. And so I when I when I first saw like the trailer of the game, I was like, oh, this looks quirky. This looks fun. And I, I just like wasn't quite expecting there to be like a little more emotional depth than like the average game. Maybe it just felt like. Um, your Nana was like really, really excited for you to like have this experience. And so, it, so kind of like what you're mentioning with the Pokemon, right? Where in Pokemon, it's like, okay, this is, you're gearing up for your big adventure, but here it felt like a little more heartwarming, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. It's like, okay, it's time for you to experience this thing. And your Nana is like so excited for you to do it. And that for me was like, all right, let's get going. Like, I'm excited. Let, let's see the Toem. Let's see what this is. Yeah, that's uh, I, uh, that's a good call out. I do feel like in your like in the Pokemon example I gave, your mom's more like, all right, go do it, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> bye, mom. <laughs> yeah, your mom feels like a little disengaged and fine that you're leaving, but Grandma instead <laughs> seems to be like sending you on the adventure and is yeah. like, excited for you to experience the Toem like she had, presumably, when she was your age kind of thing, mm-hmm. which, you know, is cool. So in that first level, you you just take a picture, and that essentially lets you leave. It shows you the, like, most basic tutorial of these, which uh, this game, being super approachable, you mm-hmm. don't need to learn a lot. It, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to go, um, which is nice. Super user-friendly. So you after this, you take a photo... You talk to, like, the um, bus depot person who says, hey, cool, you have a stamp. Um, you you get stamps for completing photo challenges, essentially. And yeah. when you have enough stamps, you can go to the next location. So this sends you off to our kind of first level, which is called uh, Oakleville. Um, and this is kind of a campground area. Uh, and you explore it. I guess the way you explore is... Um, there's a bunch of like hub level things almost like you can walk from one to the other, but there's probably, I don't know, six or something in this area. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, so I have the word diorama in my mind cause I just played bleak sword DX, <laughs> which is very much diorama style levels, but I'm going to kind of borrow that for Toem where, yeah, you kind of just like you kind of just go from one square to the next, and there's a lot of they they just kind of feel like set pieces, right? And they're, I mean, absolutely designed for you to just take tons of photos. It almost feels like theatrical with like props set up and things that you can interact with to take photos. Um, but yeah, the Oakville one um, I thought was a really great start, I, and I would just want to say like. I think Toem does a really great job in each of these levels of not making them feel like, oh, there's a snow area, there's a forest area, there's a volcano area, like that you would come to expect from a lot of adventure games. Like I felt as quirky as the game is, like in Oakville is quite quirky as well. It felt really grounded Mm -hmm. and like, okay, this is a place where you would see a lot of people taking out their cameras and taking photos. You know what I mean? yeah totally and 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 you're right they didn't they felt like places not just the um the you know snow world fire world yeah you know whatever <laughs> they felt right, like real, yeah. they felt like real places i think you're right it, it didn't feel like they um were just a new environment because they needed one they felt like i don't know quote-unquote real places that yeah. your character would be visiting mm-hmm yeah, and I guess in this one, it sort of gets you the set for the game itself. So here you find out you need seven stamps to go to your next location. I would say at each kind of level or city or whatever it will be, um, I don't know, you maybe have like 15 puzzles you could do. So it yeah. only makes you do about half of them to be able to move on, typically. Um, and so that's what this one puts forth you need seven stamps and then it also teaches you to essentially 
take photos of anything that looks interesting. Oh, there's an animal. Um, that's something that's pretty fun in this is you get to greet basically yeah. any animal and they all have names. So you can go pet cats and dogs and yeah. all that <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> fitting the good vibes for sure. And then also mm-hmm. it kind of teaches you talk to everyone because anyone you talk to can probably give you a quest, which then in turn could get you a stamp if you take a picture of the thing they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like there's no wasted space at all in this game. Like you said, talk if you talk to everybody, you're probably going to find some sort of side quest or you're going to realize that, oh, this NPC might be somebody who I need to find to complete one of these stamp quests. Um, yeah, and taking photos of lots of things. There's There's kind of like a compendium that you can fill out. You can take photos of pretty much everything. And there'll be some sort of like icon indicating like, oh, if you take a photo of this, it'll give you more information about something. So you're just like highly incentivized to just really go to town taking photos of everything. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it um, I think it makes it feel kind of worthwhile to explore in those ways, mm-hmm. too. It feels rewarding. Like it's not it's not so I don't know, like when you play games, sometimes if you were like trophy hunting and you're hunting down collectibles that can get, like, I don't know, boring or tedious. This game mm-hmm. lets you do those things, but it doesn't feel that way. Which, I don't know. I think that they really landed some of those things well of... Uh, things that, like, I'm not normally a collector person in games, but this game encouraged me to do that and made it enjoyable to do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, typically, I won't go for the whole, like, collect-a-thon but in this game, they made it so easy and they made like the rewards that much easier, I think, to obtain like the satisfaction of like, oh, look what I found hiding in a corner here. Um, let me take a photo of it that I definitely did a lot more collecting in Toem than I would normally. Yeah, I, yeah. Something that I was surprised by finding myself is that probably in like most games I play, like, if it said something like this one, where you need seven stamps out of the 15 to go on to the next level, I'd just get the 15 and go normally <laughs> in a lot of games. Yeah. This one, I would linger more. I wouldn't necessarily go find all 15, but I'd be like, oh, let's see what else I can see. And, like, yeah, I don't know, fully explore my environment. Who can I talk to? What can I take pictures of? You know, yeah. whatever. Um, so that's sort of how the levels go. For this one, there were a couple puzzles I thought were kind of notable. Um, that I remembered and thought were fun. One was um, there's a part of the level where you get to an area where there's a tree that's fallen down and it blocks your path forward. And there's a porcupine there. It says, hey, if you can find my brothers, uh, just point your camera at them and they'll, they're shy and they'll say, hey, what are you doing? And you'll say, hey, come help my brother. <laughs> go help your brother move this tree. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you go look for them. I thought that was pretty fun and engaging just trying to find where are these porcupines in this environment? Um, and then there was another one where you walk by some trees and if you hide behind um, one of those, uh, I don't know, things you stick your head through where you'd make a photo out of it. I don't know what that's called. Uh, yeah, some sort of like cutout maybe. I know what you're yeah. talking about and they're yeah. all over in this game, but. Yeah, cutout. I guess cutout's probably right. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if it has an official title. Hide behind the cutout like a monster comes out and you can take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one you where you find some bears having a rave in the woods. Um, yeah. <laughs> those were a couple ones that I thought were pretty fun of just sort of navigating how you get there and uh, all of those. But those, those kind of stood out to me as enjoyable ones here. Yeah. Um, with all of the collectathon things that you can do, the, the little secrets and the little scenes that you could find, like the bears you're talking about, right? That, <laughs> that stuff was just super fun. And, and that's kind of part of what I mean um, when I'm saying like taking photos of everything is rewarding because you're going to find really fun and quirky and weird and funny things that you're like, oh, this is happening here. And then you can take a photo of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's funny what you'd... Um, I think you'd miss a lot if you just beelined it through this game. Because there's yeah. so many fun little like details along the way, of um, I think that this game, uh, maybe more than not any, but maybe most games I've played, seems to take it seriously. Of like, if it's in the game, it has some importance. It matters somewhere, you know. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like sometimes games have just like 
things that are around and it's just they're there. Um, mm-hmm. This one is, I would say, the opposite. Like, if there's a character there, there's probably something worthwhile to engage with them about. Whether it's a puzzle or, I don't know, maybe a humorous conversation or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, there's something, though, you know. It's not just, like, space fill. Right. Yeah. There's something. There's something there. Like, mm-hmm. if you see something and it looks a little out of place, uh, go take a photo and typically something is going to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's our first main level. Uh, from here, once you get those stamps, you get on the bus and you're able to move to level two. That's uh, called uh, Stanham. And this is a dock. Um, and so you get there. This one similarly has... Uh, seven stamps to progress and this one uh i guess differing your environment so the first one you're at the campsite really the only thing that prevents you from walking anywhere is that tree that's fallen down here though uh because it's a dock there is parts where like water will separate you where like a bridge is up or things like that so Mm -hmm. you're navigating this environment is a little bit different than uh, the last one yeah i feel like here we start seeing a I mean, this game really is a photography game, but mm-hmm. like the puzzle aspect of like, like you mentioned with the porcupines, you have to get the porcupines to unlock an area with the tree. But like here, I felt like, oh, okay, so there are going to be lots of different areas that you can go to that you have to unlock. And uh, one of the areas that I really liked here um, is the the underwater section. Yeah. So you have to do, I, I'm a little fuzzy on all of the quest steps you have to do, but that's like one of the areas that you unlock. You're like down, you have like the old school, uh, what was it, like Aquanaut helmet thing, <laughs> and it's attached to a giant hose, and you're down underwater, and you're, you're taking a specific like, or I guess rare or hidden secret photos of, of this place down here. That for me was a moment where I think that's when I realized, I was like, oh, I really need to be digging into this game. There's probably stuff hidden, tucked away in all different parts of, of this game. And so I started um, with the Stanham level, really th- like looking <laughs> at everything and trying to find more secrets. Yeah, same. Uh, that, that was my experience too. Once that happened, I was like, oh, um, there's more to explore than just the surface that I see. And it, it, yeah. it and it made me like better at it because I think for that one to be able to get there, you get like a a horn along the way. You have mm-hmm. to like honk at some birds to get them out of the way so you can go down into the sewer, and yeah. and you get that helmet like you talked about along the way. So it, it it sort of teaches you, hey, if you have these different environments or or uh, items or you do these different things, that's gonna let you do more on a level. And so it's mm-hmm. sort of like a mind opening thing. Yeah, um, I think it's also in this level where different items you pick up aren't just cosmetic, right? Where Mm -hmm. uh, picking up specific hats might be part of quest steps. um, And that, yeah, to me, the world just opened up a lot more. And and just opened up a lot more of how I wanted to play the game and what I wanted to get out of it. Yep. Yeah, same. I I would say that was the main thing from this level is just okay, the world's bigger. You can do more than you've realized. And and yeah, that it's not cosmetic. I feel like there's a lot of times I've played games where your item didn't actually do anything. It was just, oh, you have a different hat on. Right. Um, or whatever. <laughs> this one says, no, those hats can actually take you to other places. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is cool. You know, there are parts of the levels you couldn't interact with otherwise. And so that was cool. It already had me like, once we moved on from this level, it had me thinking in the next one, like, okay, what options do I have based on what I have? You know, like, are, are there things that will mm-hmm. change? Like, it already had me thinking that way because of this level. Yeah. Um, that takes us to our next level, actually, uh, which is uh, Logic City. Um, so this one, different. It's a major city. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, you need nine stamps to go to the next location. So there's it's it's a bigger area. And there's a lot more puzzles, I would say, to do. Like, this mm-hmm. is the biggest level so far. If you kind of go end-to-end inside this level, there's definitely a lot more space and places to yeah. explore than the previous two. 
Yeah, that was my experience as well. I didn't, I wouldn't say I got stuck on any level, but this is definitely the level where I felt like, okay, um, I have to spend a lot of time here. You have to get nine stamps. There are lots of different quests to do to get those stamps. Mm -hmm. And some of those stamp quests are going to take you all over the city where you need to find the one that I'm thinking of in particular is you need to find, I think it's five um, graffiti, Mm -hmm. like um, just pieces of graffiti, just like on different walls around the city. And I remember for that stamp quest, like you really had to check a bunch of nooks and crannies of all of logic city to find it. So uh, again, I think that like, this is a really good level that utilized the space really well. Like everything here is really important, but Everything was just so much bigger. There was so much more to look at, so much more to find. And I felt like um, the pacing, again, you know, I'm going to, this might be what I repeat most about this game. The pacing of the previous level taught me, like, okay, I've got to be looking everywhere for these things. Like, mm-hmm. what walls have I not looked at? What corners have I not looked at? What buildings have I not, like, walked around outside of view to try to find? something to do or something to interact with so there was i felt like yeah this level was by far the most expansive and there was a lot to to accomplish and um i am super grateful i really like that they just increased the number of stamp quests as well this is the only level where i started some stamp quests and i was like you know what maybe i won't complete this one to hit the nine and so i was a little more choosy with the different stamp quests yeah, that yeah, I I felt the same way of just exploring, and there were some where I was like, I'm just like uh, I think I I ended up getting the graffiti by the end, but there was definitely a while where I maybe had found three of the five or four of the five, and I was like, where is this last one? Yeah, and you know, kept looking, and I'm like, all right, what wall haven't I looked at? Like I know it's somewhere, but um, you know, just not finding it. Which uh, yeah, I thought it felt um. I thought also this one, it felt bigger, but in a good way, not bigger. And then mm-hmm. it felt like this. Uh, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I'm guessing that playing this on my lunches at break, I probably did two days playing this <laughs> right on my lunches at break, but it didn't feel like I was like, oh my God, I'm in Logic City too long. It didn't feel that way. Instead, it was, well, I really only explored this half of the city, so I should explore this other half more and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Um, other ones that... Uh, puzzles that I liked in this one was there was a, a restaurant that wanted you to help them get like social media buzz and so, yeah. like, took pictures of their food and then you saw people in front of their restaurants after you did that and that was kind of fun to mm-hmm. see oh my puzzles affected what happened in this area which was kind mm-hmm. of fun just to see live almost yeah yeah um, and that's one of the first ones I feel like when you first get into the level right the restaurant is one mm-hmm. of the first places that you can interact with um, yeah, that one is one of the quests I was thinking of. If I remember correctly, um, you you have to take photos. You you start with that stamp quest, and then you really have to traverse a, a large part of the level in mm-hmm. order to to get um, to finish that stamp quest. The other one that really uh, stood out to me, I guess, is the the reporter for the fashion show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I believe, right, you had to get a specific hat, right, in order mm-hmm. to get into the fashion show and complete um, the stamp quest there. And, um, yeah, that one for me, I, that's probably one of the ones where I had to scratch my head a bit. I was okay, okay, how do I get into this place? How do I get uh, the right hat so that I can get in here? Um, but, again, this was just another moment where I was like, you know what, The I feel like something we made as devs, could have just left the game uh you know this is a photo photography sim just take a ton of photos but here they they were like okay let's make you think through some things let's let's have some puzzle elements that worked for sure yeah i i thought so too and it it, it was fun to like figure that out because i I don't know if this is how it worked for you but for me i like tried to go in and they're like no you're not a reporter and i was like i'm not uh, I have a camera, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. but then you like end up finding someone and they give you the hat for like doing something and you're like, okay, cool. Let me put this hat on. Let's see if I can get in. And they're like, there you are. You're a reporter. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, it's just, I, I think fun again, building off of that last level of, okay, cool. What I have can change where I can go. And, 
Um, it also, at this point, I don't know if this was this way for you, but it probably peaked a little bit in the last episode, or last level, but this one, it was like, oh, I bet this is going to keep building, and I could go back to old levels that I've been to before, and I bet I could do more at them because yeah. I'm adding more, which was cool that it felt that way and that that felt desirable. Again, for me, I'm not normally one who would go back and do stuff like that, but mm-hmm. this kind of clued me into it and was like, ooh, I would like to do that. Um, yeah. Which is neat. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I Let's see. Man, we, it's so funny we had similar play experience. I wonder... I wonder like how intentional this was that I'm thinking about it because it was after this level that I actually went back to Oakleville. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and did some extra stamp uh, quests there. Um, but yeah, Logic City, I feel like when it comes to the stamp quests, easily the level where you can spend the most time. Um, having, there's just so much to do there and the level's so big. And I feel like... Um, different than the other levels in the game because there's like a ton of really tall buildings i felt like i really had to explore all the different alleyways Mm -hmm. um the game felt much more like a maze i feel like maybe than the other ones yeah i agree yeah there there was a little bit when i first got there where i was like am i lost have i been here yet like (laughs) i felt that way a little bit and then i got used to it but at the beginning because it was so big and different than the other ones where the other ones had pretty clear like if you go left here, the only way back out is the other way, you know, like yeah, things like that. This one was not that way. Like you could traverse the city kind of mm-hmm. a little more. Yeah. And this one, um, I believe, right. You could, you could loop back around to different parts of the map. Like, mm-hmm. um, was it like a taxi, right. That you can take. Maybe yeah, that's right. That will take you from one uh, part of the level to another part of the level. Whereas the other ones, you just kind of backtracked to get to different areas or to go to areas you had been to before. Yeah, totally. That, um, yeah, it's a pretty different, uh, they really brought a different level here for us. Um, Mm -hmm. cool. I guess from here we can go on to our next one, which is, uh, Kiroberg. And this Mm -hmm. one's a snowy mountain, uh, area. Uh, this one requires six stamps to get to the next location. Um, from here, I would say that this is the level where you feel your environment the most (laughs) Mm, (laughs) because the snow and the wind actually will prevent you from doing things like Mm -hmm. you need the right equipment. You need those things. If you can't, like you're truly cut off even more. It felt even more so than the docks where it was like, oh, the bridge is up. Like this felt like, I don't know, the environment, um, I don't know, challenging you in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's in this level where you have to get climbing boots, mm-hmm. right? And just another example where the, the clothing items that you pick up are not just cosmetic. And here I felt like, um, you definitely, you had to complete certain stamp quests and get some things done so you could actually unlock the rest of the level. That sort of like level design, which was much more prevalent here for sure. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, just the environment you're up, you know, in the snowy mountaintop and, um, yeah, it just impacted what you did a lot more. Now, this was also the level where, um, I mean, there's a lot of funky, quirky things, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> this is a level where I feel like some of that stuff really took off. Um, <laughs> one of the, one of the quests that stood out to me is that you like run across a family of sentient balloons right and <laughs> mm-hmm. and the the sun has floated away because it's like really windy and they're trying to celebrate the sun's birthday <laughs> and i remember thinking like okay this this got pretty wild this got pretty funky and it's fine you know like it totally fits like with the tone of the game and everything but um i spent way too much time thinking about yeah, if a sentient balloon like were around and they were in a windy place, that'd be like really dangerous for them, right? Because they would. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I got way, I was thinking way too hard just about like what life would be like as a balloon. <laughs> and part of the reason for that was because it took me a very long time to find the missing balloon that mm-hmm. I almost felt like bad. You know, I felt like guilty. I was like, oh crap, this balloon has been missing for a long time now, and I really <laughs> got to get him back. <laughs> 
I felt the same way. Mine took a long time to find too, and I felt bad about it. And my thought was like, I hope he's not popped. You know, like that's yeah, what I got oh. worried. About. I mean, I don't think this is that kind of game, and so I wasn't like that worried about it. But I was like right. a little worried, like if he's popped, I'm gonna feel real bad. Like he's here. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. That, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That is funny when it switches to that because really before this, everyone's been there've been people, but then it's been a lot of like anthropomorphic animals too right yeah. those have been the two main things so to see the sentient balloons balloon family who yeah <laughs> had a birthday during a windstorm <laughs> yeah yeah so. um yeah and, and this is also the one where um there's a, the observatory right um, yeah yeah this this was uh a, a few moments that i really liked as well too because people are starting to talk about space and i feel like in every level there's like an opportunity for a very specific uh photo op where you are taking pictures of something at a distance but i felt like here like i used the zoom a lot more be like there's things way out in the distance that i want to get a picture of uh for example like uh, mountain goats on mountain peaks right mm. and um yeah i just felt like like none of the the gameplay mechanics with the in in doing the photography were wasted and i felt like in this level i definitely had to think okay what could i do with my camera to get the shot that i that i need to get for one of these stamp quests yeah and i guess another feature they had along the way with your camera is there were filters too that you could use along Mm -hmm. the way so again just these continually adding little things that do change something you know it's like if you change your filter I, like for um i think it was in the city but they had like an abstract art thing where you could submit something and so if you just make yeah. your filter kind of funky then they're like oh my gosh this is art um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um which is funny like it, it uh it, it's cool i think that this game uh it doesn't waste anything i know that's like weird to say sort of but mm-hmm. like they give you features and it's not just to give you them it's because they do something and that they will mm-hmm. actually you should use them and you need to use them or they give you items and not because they're just cosmetic but that they actually do a thing or there are people yeah. there and they're not just filling the environment but they have a role um in yeah. some manner like all of this again they don't they don't waste anything yeah um uh, one of the the features that we haven't mentioned is just like the tripod for example mm-hmm. um that was one that i actually ended up using a lot more than i thought i would uh, not just to get pictures of like myself, you know, for, for different photo challenges, but, um, man, this, this happened a few levels ago in the discussion, but I remember one, uh, you're trying to get a photo, I think of a, of, of a fish or a whale or something, and it's too afraid if you're sitting there close. So you have to set up a tripod, scoot <laughs> back away and like hide and then take the photo. And, um, Yeah just those types of like uses of the different uh mechanics they just felt really good it's just like okay like you said like nothing is in there really just like hey here are more features just so you can take more interesting photos but as you utilize those features they become beneficial or required for different stamp quests Mm-hmm. yeah no oh, yeah that's i feel like the more we talk about it, that's really standing out in this game for me just mm-hmm. how they use that because like i don't know there's so many games where they have other features where i played them and i'm just like i never do that like um this game is good and i really liked it but like in um star wars jedi survivor where you can like have mm-hmm. the flower garden on top of Grease's place. right i never did that i was like that's cool that exists but i'm not someone who's gonna do that and i didn't um right yeah <laughs> you know and you know nothing off the bat and it didn't make me want to do it particularly either i'm I'm sure it's for someone and some people love that but mm-hmm. this one again i think just with the way the package they made it made me actually want to do the things um, yeah which is cool yeah i totally agree there and that's a great example too again i i also love star wars jedi survivor i like spent maybe 20 minutes total putting things in the garden i was like yeah this is cool and i'm sure there's another player who's gonna just totally max out the garden and find all the seeds mm-hmm. and i'm glad that options in there for them right but i wasn't going to engage with that option and i think 
what's remarkable a game like Tome is when it does add these features and they do become required, um, they, they manage to make them required without making them feel cumbersome, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a difficult thing to balance, right? When features are added and you're like, oh my gosh, this feature is really hard to control or I don't like this feature and it's required, then suddenly it can be a big turnoff. Whereas I feel like in Tome, adding the different mechanics to uh, the photography aspect of the game really opened things up and were, was much more encouraging and inviting than anything else. Yeah, ho- totally. I, I agree. Um, yeah, spot on. Uh, cool. So from here, we've got our uh, stamps and we go on to our final level, the mountaintop. So uh, this is still in the same area but uh you still need the bus to travel there um, yeah and yeah. you you have the bus driver even being nervous like uh hurry up i'll be back as soon as i can um yeah and this is where you get to go to see the toem uh which was super cool yes i i don't i don't know what i was expecting to be totally honest when it came to this part of the game but uh, I was super surprised um, at, at what the tome was when I got up there and I experienced it. Um, I guess we've reached the spoiler part, right? So we can talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the game is in black and white. And then you go up to experience the tome at the mountain peak. And it's like the northern lights. And it's this beautiful spectrum of color in this black and white game. Mm-hmm. And I found it to be really moving. I was like, yeah, this this was worth the experience. This is the tome. This is something that you can't just take a picture of and and quite understand. Um, it kind of reminds me. So where I live in the United States, I'm relatively close to the Grand Canyon. And uh, recently I went with my dad and my and my two oldest kids out to the Grand Canyon. And I, I remember when I got there and I was like, man, photos don't do this justice. They just don't like, mm-hmm. and the photos are great and beautiful, but being here is another thing. And I feel like, um, yes, this was a, you know, this is a video game and this is Toem and you're, we're experiencing it, but I felt like the game did a really good job of evoking something similar where this is maybe the experience, you know, your Nana is really excited for you to have because you having the experience is so much more significant than somebody telling you about that experience. And so I spent, I think I spent like five minutes taking tons of photos and just kind of looking at what was all available there. It was a really cool moment. I really enjoyed this moment. Me too. Uh, it felt like that, um, like you described with the Grand Canyon, like a, a real moment of awe. Like it felt like that. You were just like, whoa, this is cool. Yeah. And, you, and, and like you understood why Nana was so excited for you and you understood why this was like a rite of passage uh, and like that the journey that you took to get here, like, was worth it because you got this really special experience. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a really cool culminating moment of the game. Just mm-hmm. getting out there, and um, I, I kind of think uh, up until I like experienced that moment, I got really caught up in just like the stamp quests, you know, which is they're fun and that's a key and important aspect of the game. But I feel like the way that they framed the moment of experiencing Toem was done where it's like all, all that stuff was fun. But like this, this was the reason why, you know, I set out on this, uh, I set out on this adventure. It mm-hmm. was to have this experience specifically. And I thought that was just really cool for me. Like if I'm trying to get like interpret some sort of like more in greater significant meaning out of Toem, it was definitely like. Uh, it's easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of all the different tasks that you have. But when you stumble across one of these moments that really makes life worth living, oh man, it's just, you're like, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing all these tiny little tasks to, to experience this cool moment. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and, and I guess that like it, it um, the whole like journey versus destination thing. Like yeah. <laughs> the journey yeah. was cool along the way, but then this destination, you're like, yeah, that is why, like this was the mm-hmm. why and it, and it paid off. Like it was, it was cool. Um, yeah. It was really enjoyable. I, um, I don't know if you, have you played a short hike? Yes. I love I, that game. <laughs> the, so, a moment in that game gave me the same feelings this did. 
Um, yes. Where I that same sort of sense of awe of like, whoa, this is this experience kind of thing, um, which mm-hmm. I don't know is cool. Like, you know, not every game sets out to do that or does do that, but um, I, I I really like that they gave us that. Yeah, I agree. And I think the comparison to a short hike is spot on. Um, obviously, the two games are similar in, in several ways, but they both have this culminating moment where it's like, yeah, this was worth everything that I did to get here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really cool moment. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else to say there, but I think like if you've made it this far and you haven't played Tome, um, it's it's regularly on sale right now, and I think it's it's kind of worth it to to get to this moment and have that experience in this game. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. For me, this is actually the spot where I I went back and then I went to every level again after this. Cause oh, nice. After Logic City, how you'd gone back to Oakville at that point, I was like, well. I bet that means I'm going to get more abilities as I go, and then I should just do everything again. And so mm-hmm. I did, which, again, I, like, never do. And I didn't 100% it. I didn't get every stamp. But I did go with my new abilities, and I was like, okay, is there stuff I can do that I couldn't have before? Mm-hmm. And did those things for a while, which was cool. Like, again, it was enjoyable being back in the places but with new, new abilities. Um, mm-hmm. And then also now for the game... Uh, if you buy it, there's a free DLC called the Basto DLC. And so once mm-hmm. you finish the tome, what will happen is your grandma will say, come home. And she'll say, hey, meet me. Um, I think she has you meet you at Stanheim in the docks and says, hey, mm-hmm. meet me there. We're going to take a ship over to uh, the Basto Island because there's uh, a campsite I want to show you and like do stuff there. And so you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. Um, there's more game. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and so she sends you there and it seems like, uh, I don't remember all the details, but I think the campsite was meaningful for her growing up or something like that. And so mm-hmm. you get to the campsite, um, and it's cool because at the island, um, they just add more mechanics into it. So what they add that's different is there's a day and night system and when it's night and when it's day the tide is different and so that lets you get to different parts of the island to solve the puzzles there um Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool um and then it sets you up where like once you get enough stamps instead of going to another place uh all the campers like get together and have a bonfire um and nice it's cool it's again kind of those nice vibes that you get from the main game uh which was cool and uh, also super cool that they just gave it to you for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually didn't play the DLC. It wasn't available when I first played Toem, but um, this is like one of those DLC. I feel like where Tome was such an enjoyable experience and to get more of Tom is a good thing, right? There's mm-hmm. no need to like really innovate um, a ton here. And so I'm super excited that this DLC is a thing. And like you said, like, if you just buy the game, right, it's just added to you. It's free. Um, yep. Yeah, it's yeah. just there. And I would say lengthwise, it's probably like just getting another level added. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for anyone who wants more, it's there. Um, but if you did just do the base game, I think you still had a complete experience for sure. Something I liked with the DLC, too, is I saw like a statement that they like put out when they released the DLC and mm-hmm. the vibes they had were really cool. Like their attitude, they were like, Hey, we're really stoked that you guys liked our little game. Like we didn't expect this kind of stuff, but it's so cool. And so as a thank you to the fans and everyone supporting, like here's this free DLC. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just really like that. Like that, that sort of, um, I don't know, like humbleness and caring about games and your game and excitement. I don't know. I just was like, I like this. This makes me like you all more. Like, I don't know you, but I like you more after this. Like, right. not just because you gave something, but because of what you talked about as it relates to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, super, super cool, I think, that they were able to put this out. And, yeah, I just love the game. Like, Tome itself is a really heartfelt game. And just kind of have the devs kind of express that when giving out this DLC, I think, is super cool. Right? Like, hey, here's something... Um, for you all, thank you so much. 
mm-hmm. for really enjoying this game. That's something that I really appreciated um, talking with both Lucas and Niklas is that, and, and this is true of like every single dev, right? But they were just so grateful for people to be so excited about their game, people to anticipate their game and then people to enjoy it so well. It was awesome seeing their reaction when they, when they won the BAFTA because <laughs> they were floored, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I think um, that is, it's just, those are really wonderful moments to sort of cherish with people when when they're able to celebrate a big victory like that and so i feel like um like i said i didn't play the dlc but i remember sort of like looking at just like this overwhelming sense of gratitude right that they were able to even put out this dlc uh, because people uh, received and enjoyed tom so much yeah that's awesome that's really cool um cool i guess from here we can move on to general thoughts if there's basically anything that we want to talk about that just hasn't come up along the way um i really only have one light thing because we've talked about i'd say a lot but um mm-hmm. I, I think some of this i've just hinted at some but for me i'm like almost never a completionist gamer like i think i've platinumed one game ever intentionally you know like mm. that's not yeah <laughs> that's not how i play games um instead i'm one experience to the next one a lot more and this really encouraged that tendency and i could see going back to you know finish out the stamps i haven't gotten yet like um it encouraged completionist but in a fun way you know it doesn't feel like a chore at all but in my mind because of the experience i had here i could really see myself you know in a couple months being like all right let's go get those extra stamps i want to wrap this up all the way you know like uh which well done you know they've unlocked a desire in me that i don't typically have so um, yeah (laughs) that's cool (laughs) yeah very cool um i also didn't 100 percent this game when i i do really like achievement hunting Uh, my achievement hunting is severely limited just because of of podcasting so i don't do it very Mm -hmm. often um i didn't achievement hunt too much in this game but like you said, it's just so easy to like this game makes it so easy for you to like want to and to complete extra quests and to uncover more secrets that it's I feel like it's it would be really hard to try to just mainline this game. Like I, I almost feel like the temptation, like the pull to like keep doing other things and exploring things is just too great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just too 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 much there. Um but yeah, uh, what I put here in the notes about general thoughts of this game, a lot of games I think nowadays refer, refer to as like cozy or wholesome or zen games. Mm-hmm. And I think that Tome is absolutely one of those games. It is very zen in that you can have your mind focus on something that's like purely in, enjoyable and for beauty and art's sake while as you're taking photos. Um, it's very cozy and wholesome in that it is very uplifting uh, it's heartfelt, um, and you know there's just so much. I feel like like optimism sort of baked into this game that uh, you play that and you walk away feeling feeling better about things. Um, there's as I wrote here, there's nothing stressful about this game. There are some puzzles, there's some collecting that might make you scratch your head, but um, like you said, there's so much freedom in how you accomplish each level that if you don't have to do a stamp quest if it's if you don't want to like mm-hmm. you really only have to do half of each of the stamp quests per level which means that even a logic city where you have to get nine different stamp quests you have so many opportunities to complete levels that it you're never overwhelmed um and then like i mentioned um i really enjoyed the climax of this game for you know in retrospect sure i think playing a black and white game and having like the pinnacle moment be a moment that is full of color yeah i think somebody could have predicted that maybe there's some foreshadowing throughout the game but i love it when a game allows me to be so immersed in it that i turn off that part of my brain where i'm trying to predict Mm -hmm. or guess what's going to happen and i just kind of let the game wash over me and uh tom absolutely did that for me so when i was able to hit that moment of experiencing Tom, I was able to just enjoy that moment. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a super remarkable game. I love it. And it's 
not a very long game you can make it as long as you want depending on how completionist you want to be about it um i think uh you said it took you like maybe the course of 30 minute segments over a week to be um i think something similar for me i think i think i spent about a week playing every night before bed just 30 or so minutes mm-hmm. um and i i thought that was a really wonderful way to play it like i would recommend playing it that way yeah, me too. I, I, I think that it um, worked out as not, you know, quote unquote, right way to play it. Obviously, play games however you want. But like, um, right. <laughs> I, I thought it just made it really nice. It was it was set up so well for, I don't know, spreading that two or three hours or whatever over a week or so. Like, yeah, um, which is cool. But yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, really fun, really awesome game. Um, and you and I both played this on Switch, right? You said you played this on Switch? Yep, I was also on Switch. And yeah. uh, everything performance-wise was great for me, too. Yeah, I'm really grateful that I picked this up one up on Switch. I think it, it could be, again, like you said, there's really no right way to play a video game. But I think if you're a Switch owner, um, Toem is, is an indie that's going to work out really well for you. This mm-hmm. is a game that I feel like I, I typically pre- prefer playing couch and TV, right? But I actually think Tome is a game that it was really fun to play, snuggled up in bed in my pajamas in a warm blanket, you know, just because it really fit in with, with the tone of the game to play that way. Yeah, I agree. My my situation was similar. I would just lay on my couch playing handheld. So same vibes. of <laughs> Yeah, same vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm relaxed. It's really nice. Enjoy this for a half an hour. It was perfect. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Um, I think we've maybe said everything about Toem. Do you have any other stuff or uh, we might have got it all? I, I don't have other things. If you can't tell, I highly recommend this game. I mean, especially mm-hmm. if, um, if, you, if you like what Dan and I are saying and you like the way that we approach and play games, I can, there's nothing about Toem I think that would you wouldn't like. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, pick this up, put it on a wish list, grab it. If it sounds like something you'd like, I think this is an experience worth having for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet. Awesome. Well, that's Toem. Uh, I guess, uh, again, Jake, thanks for coming on. Really glad we got to talk uh, about yeah, this too. and talk games again. Um, again, for people who want to check out your show, where can they find you? I don't know, any other info you want to give them? Um, yeah, so the pre-order bonus podcast, um, listen, we love our podcast name. It doesn't necessarily have the best search engine optimization. Um, (laughs) you're going to find a lot of pre-order bonuses for a bunch of different games, but we are active on Twitter. We are on other Mm -hmm. social media right now as well. We just uh, started a Threads account and we have a Hive account as well. Um, so you're, you're able to find us and interact with us easily. We, we have a Discord that's open as well, so you're free to hop in and talk with us there if you're interested in finding out more about our podcast. Um, yeah, we're available, and we're just happy to talk video games. Um, it's been awesome coming. So, yeah, Dan, thanks again for inviting me on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of have a back and forth, so if you like the conversation that you're hearing today, this isn't the last one, and it also wasn't the first one. Um <laughs> Please, um, we have we have a Patreon and we have a free episode where Dan and I talk about Kentucky Route Zero. That's the most recent conversation we had before we're talking about Tome. And mm-hmm. folks, that is a cool conversation. <laughs> um, I, I would highly recommend listening to that because it's a very cool game. And uh, Dan has some wonderful thoughts about Kentucky Route Zero. And it was it was an absolute blast to sit down and chat about that. That was that was a great time talking kentucky route zero um yeah also i guess too jake and i are both guys who like indie games so uh, there's been a number of times where we've talked about them with uh yes where the water <laughs> tastes like wine last year on this show mm-hmm. um and donut county back in the day on that's right donut too. county yeah so had a few ones there and then also i guess as the other one we've done uh jake and cameron came on and we talked super mario odyssey uh mm-hmm. probably like two years ago which is wild um yeah, that was a while ago, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild that we've known each other that long. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there's lots more of this. So again, if you like Tome, if you like hearing us talk, 
there's more stuff, but totally recommend that Kentucky Route Zero episode that Jake mentioned. That was a blast. Really cool getting to dive deep on uh, that unique game, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um also, I'll be putting links to uh, everything Predator Bonus inside the show notes. So um, go there, check out their stuff, listen to it. There's plenty of great stuff uh, to listen to that they do. They put on an awesome show. Hmm. Um, for us, Thank you. if. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for us, if you'd like to get in contact, I'm pretty active on Twitter at StoryEverPod. Uh, message me if you want to talk more about Tome or other games. I'd love to chat. Um, you can find our podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, our website's thegreatestoryeverplayed.com. That has links to all those places, too, if you'd like. Um, and if you'd like to support our podcast, you can at patreon.com slash thegreatestoryeverplayed. There, for as little as a dollar per month, that will get you monthly access to a bonus episode we put out each month that are more topical in nature. So these could be topics related to video games or not, so... We've done things like talking about our favorite Pokemon, or uh, last year I watched all the Star Wars movies and ranked them. So stuff like that. If that sounds like mm-hmm. something you like, it's there. And uh, if you can't support financially, that's totally cool. If you'd want to just tell a friend about us or rate us on Apple Podcast, that would mean a lot to just, I don't know, get to share games more with more people together. I think that's one of the best parts of doing this show is enjoying things together. So um, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. 